Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Well, hello. Ah, <laughs> uh, episode 37. Um, and we are getting ready to do Murph tomorrow. Yep, it's Memorial Day weekend. I really wish it was yesterday. <laughs> Like I do too. That's I think it's. I mean, on the one hand, it's a good thing to do Murph. I should say, like for anybody who listens who is not a CrossFit type person, Murph is a workout that a hero workout that's done every Memorial Day. It's one mile run, hundred pull ups, two hundred push ups, three hundred air squats, one mile run. And I said one run, wearing a weighted vest, and it's pretty terrible. It is, but it's. It's, it's the devil you know. You know it's terrible because it comes around every year. PTSD. <laughs> um, and it's meant to be terrible, right? And you're meant to be kind of like thinking about all of those who have given their lives in order for you to have your freedom and, you know, just get your head down and go to work. Yes, hero yeah. ones have a great way of sort of contextualizing it for you. So if you get stuck in your suffering, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be suffering. That's the point. Gives you something to think about. And hopefully that's what keeps you pressing on. So I know of some gyms that wait till Monday to do it. Mm -hmm. That's us. And some gyms that uh, get it done on Saturday. Right. I'm jealous of those gyms right And it's kind of like, if if you do it on Saturday, then it's done. And you can kind of get boozing the rest of your weekend. (laughs) That is true. We have to go back to work relatively soon after it. You also (laughs) probably have to spend your entire Memorial Day weekend kind of shuffling around not properly able to walk and very sore or you do it on monday so your whole weekend's kind of like does that you still have a little <laughs> that feeling in the pit of your stomach you know like when you know you've got an exam or something coming and it's just there like gotta do a thing yep gotta and, do a thing and i don't know sure if i really want to do this thing but by this time tomorrow we will have done the thing hopefully yep. survived do you feel ready not as ready as I did last year. I'm definitely, uh, last year I started training in like early March. I had at least a couple months of like intentional strategic work leading up to it. I was still doing other kinds of training, but definitely adding, for me, it's always the push-ups. how to condition myself to do that volume of pushups takes a long time. So, um, I am not feeling super prepared on that regard this year. What yeah, about you? I don't feel prepared at all. <laughs> like, <nope>. I'm <laughs> just gonna fly by the seat of my pants. Um, yeah, I, I'm just gonna just keep moving. Yeah. I don't really like. I'm. I've had really bad tendonitis in my arm, so like I deliberately backed off like pull ups. Yeah. And push up work because I was doing a lot of gymnastic stuff, and I think my arm just was like, "What in the name of good heck are you doing to yourself?" <laughs> So I really have not done much, and I'm kind of yeah, just gonna fly by the seat of my pants. And... So you so you don't have a plan, like is the like, uh, or is the fly by the seat of your pants just? I mean, it's more just like a planned t- framework. As well. You know, my original thoughts were like, I'm I'm not gonna wear my vest. I'm gonna do it on partition for the first time, which means like going through without breaking it up in any kind of all way. 100 pull ups yeah. together before a single push up. And then, uh, given the amount of arm pain I've had and I've been walking around with one of those stupid tennis elbow things <laughs> she's got a, a, a tennis elbow sleeve that clicks in place and... it's kind of fun if you put it on her sweatshirt and then click it it's people very like, confusing she sounds like um, terminator arm I always used to laugh at people wearing those yep now you're one of those people I'm one of those people and I you know I'm gonna blame it on being a keyboard warrior I feel like I hope everyone I think everyone in life has that experience we eventually become something that we previously made fun of I think mm-hmm. that's just life. <laughs> yeah. And like that actually works well with our topic for today, which is going to be about change, but like learning to accept certain changes. Yeah. And like that is like, 
you know, a few things. I turn 40 and I'm like, oh, I'm still getting stronger and bigger and better. And then I'm turning 42 next month and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Certain things don't quite work as well as they used to. And certain bits of skin aren't quite as tight as they used to be. And what the heck? It doesn't mean you're not still getting better, but you're right. There's more Except skin that if... flaps around and more bits of my body that need stupid I have not noticed any strap. extra skin flapping around. <laughs> I'll let you know if I do. Something might be really wrong. You'd be I... in the middle of a workout, you'd be like, there oh, it is! There's the flapping she was worried about. I I'll be it. doing double unders in like just a sports bra yeah. and shorts and you'll be like, I'll look over and your face will just be like, oh my god. Look at that stomach skin. But actually, no, I have to say, shout out to DJ here. I know you listen to this. <laughs> Friend of ours, DJ, who works out with us, you know, I always used to joke about the saggy knees. Saggy knees, yeah. And, you know, you've heard about my saggy knee fear on the podcast multiple times. <laughs> and she, we were in the gym one day and she's like, you really don't have to worry about the knees. It's the arm skin that really gets you. Yeah. So now I'm all like, oh, crap. That's not okay. I feel like that's, I mean, Going back to the push-up volume in Murph, I feel like keeping good, solid triceps is the way to keep that arm jiggle. Um, I remember that being one of the first things I noticed about the way my body changed when I started lifting was like, I could wave my hand without that... The bingo the, wings. The, is that... Bingo wings. Yes. Bingo. I was like, I knew there was like some phrase they used. Do you do that test? I do that test all the time. Like stand there like, a, okay, I'm still good. I'm still good. Yeah. It's maybe that's, flapping. maybe that's why in your country, the, the queen wave is such a thing. It's such a gentle... Yeah. You don't want to let... You don't want to let anyone loose. see that skin flap. So the queen wave is so... You just twist Oh, really? Everyone's just got wrist. like a butterfly clip on the inside of their arm holding it tight. <laughs> The calipers. That's how they used to test body fat when I was in yeah. like elementary school was with the calipers on the... I actually, I was waiting for a meeting or something the other day and I've found this video, I don't even know how, like on YouTube of like the top 10 bodybuilders who took it too far and they featured and I was like, oh, I'm getting sucked into this and there were, I can't remember the name of the substance um, that they they inject into the muscles. It's like an oil, synthol, synthol. Injected into the yeah, muscles to inject, make them look bigger? So yeah, you inject the oil into the muscle and it just kind of expands the muscle. But it can also do all sorts of gnarly things. You can end up with very weird shape. And there was this guy who had... it was He looked like a cartoon. Like imagine Popeye, like fresh can of spinach and just like this just ridiculous like, yeah. like cartoon bicep oh, and wow. tricep. And this guy literally had... It was like a shoulder with like a hammerhead shark next to it like the way his bicep and tricep just kind of went out and it that was because the injections went wrong well he just or like he just overdone it, it. Oh, wow. and then and then i think he started to get like infections in his arm and oh my God. yeah it wasn't pretty it wasn't pretty so don't do that don't do that okay you know except it, yeah that's that's a, the, an argument for just sort of some degree of acceptance that muscles should probably be allowed to grow the way they grow naturally. And that, you know, if, yeah. if your arm skin gets a little saggy, you know, just love on it. Love mm-hmm. on it or tape it up. They, mean, they need spanks for Queen, queen wave instead of aggressive waving. Maybe spanks we don't need to arms. aggressive wave anyway. Can you actually buy like a full body Spanx? Yes. Really? How do you pee? They, they like cut a hole. They have a it, special little... Uh-huh. So you could go out in a full body suit mm-hmm. that's just squishing everything in. I mean, a full body compression suit, yeah. Dang. I actually wore Spanx the other day. I texted you. We went out, no, we went out for dinner. That's when I wore <laughs> Yes, you did. And I was like, oh my God, Rachel, I know that I'm old now. And she's like, why? And I was like, because I decided to wear Spanx. And she was like, oh yeah, that's normal. I wear that all the time. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's I mean, good. I wear them all the time with dresses because it's like it also it, it, you know, I have my 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 the thighs rubbing together chafing situation, so they're they're very useful on a number of occasions, like number of reasons. That. So I have questions about that. We're obviously going to the CrossFit Games in mm-hmm. August. It's gonna be hot, I'm guessing. Yes. And we're gonna wear the damn shorts. We are gonna wear the damn shorts. So I'm even like, gonna get. A, I'm taking a pair of jorts. Oh. Jean shorts. It's, I know. I saw, 90s are back in style. I, I saw think we need to own it. Born Primitive was about to start selling oh their God. stretchy jorts with like the stars the, and stripes. The American flag once I saw those. I was like, I don't know how That's I feel about much. that. That's a bit much. I also feel like it's funny that in this country they put the flag on everything when like 
technically speaking, the flag code in like the American, uh, it's not like in the constitution, but it's somehow adjacent to that. You're not supposed to actually put it on any articles of clothing. It's like, I know, <laughs> but, but this is the weekend where the flag is like everywhere plastered on like mini bikinis and like, <laughs> but my question, um, and yeah, I actually, I have a lot of time for the jort. I, I made yeah. sports on myself. Yeah. Um, the thigh chafe situation. Mm-hmm. You're walking around a hot oh. place all day. Like, oh, you want my secrets? I want your secrets. Like, what do you do? So, um, there are there are a variety of um, what should we call them? Balms, I guess. Uh, there's like all sorts of stuff you can just like rub on your skin. Um, like an deodorant an stick. So some of them come in the form of like a deodorant stick like applicator. Um, I use one that it's almost like it's kind of like a like a powdery lotion. Oh. So it's like it, it's like a gel cream. Mm-hmm. So you just like smear it on like you would like moisturizer, but when it dries, it feels like you've put powder on your skin. And then your thighs just glide mm-hmm. past one. Exactly. So long, it just reduces friction. How many glides do you get before you have to reapply? You know, I'm not entirely sure because I haven't really used it in like a festival situation before where like I might be out all day. So I feel like this is research I will actually do at the CrossFit Games and then we'll report back. So if because... we have a day, a busy day of walking around. Right. And I'm like chatting away just... and then I look over and you're not there. I'll look behind like, me and you're going to be reapplying. there rubbing a stick she's between your legs. Yes. We'll also learn how subtly I can do it, like in crowded spaces. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, that's the the one I'm using now was recommended to me by a friend at the gym, and she like, at, like at the beach, it's always like in her beach bag. It's like, yeah, it's oh. so. So we'll see. We will we will be experimenting that because I do think that um, the CrossFit Games. What is it? It's like six days of events, five days. Uh, five. Um, and we will be in like a festival situation right like we go into there's outdoor spaces there's potentially workout like spaces where we can do workouts throughout the day and then just sitting on hot bleachers i don't know i'm sure it'll be a great testing ground for all kinds of fashion choices and conversations product reviews um we still got to figure out what we can take in you know like is this like a giant backpack situation of changes of clothes and well i I mean i would say giant backpack just for the shopping yeah, right. And if they don't let you bring in a giant backpack, I guess the first thing we'll have to buy is a backpack. More shopping. <laughs> That's the best excuse for shopping ever. Right. Well, I may as well buy a backpack. And then the backpack okay. we buy the first day, they won't let us bring it in the next day. So you got to buy, buy a another bag. one. Yeah. Oh my. Yes. It's going to be fun and expensive, but mostly fun. But and so hopefully, much, so much fun stuff to report back on. on inspirational podcast. too. <laughs> yes, I feel like. Um, while I am looking forward to, you know, thinking through thigh chafing and uh, testing out some products, like, what are you actually looking forward to the most about going to the games? Um, I think, I think probably just seeing what these athletes look like actually in person, right? Because, like, mm. I've watched all the semifinals and I've seen, like, on, on YouTube and stuff the last couple of weekends and will do for the next couple of weekends. I've obviously watched the CrossFit Games on TV multiple times. I've followed them on Instagram. But, like, there's always that, like, Instagram versus reality. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, what do they look like when they're not posed with nice lighting right. or a filter? which and, pictures like, they're putting on Instagram for sure. And I'm super intrigued by... The girls, you know, like, because some of them are, like, makeup-free and just mm-hmm. pure focus on, you know, I want to get the job done. Others are, like, full fake eyelashes, fake hair, all sorts of shit. And I was thinking about it the other day, like, I've had my eyelashes done a couple of times. And sometimes when this those things fall out and they get in your eye, it is oh, the yeah. most god-awful thing. And I was like, I didn't even think of that in the middle of an event. Like, why on earth would you have fake eyelashes stuck on 
when you're going to be sweating profusely and risk having one come out and go in your eye. Like if I was somebody's coach, I'd be like, get those things off of your face. Like that is silly. Right. You would think a coach would have some opinions about that for their athlete. Cause you kind of like, you know, you want to eliminate any potential distraction. I understand like cool, funky hair, like Dan- Danielle Brandon's hair right now is bright She's pink. She's always dying great awesome. colors. Yeah. And some of the hairstyles like Kelsey Keel comes up with incredible i love that that's cool. daniel brandon that's her hair though right she's not yeah wearing, like, i think extensions. it's her hair. i think it's her hair um because i did but watch... i know that there's ones who do have hair extensions yeah. and i'm just like i cannot imagine like i get it it's your stage it's kind of a performance like right. if you look cute for the camera then your sponsorship opportunities probably go up if you grab another twenty thousand followers on instagram you can probably make more money out of the Absol- things that yeah, you that's show yeah they are marketing themselves. So there's obviously that part because you're not going to earn a lifelong living. Most people are not going to earn right. a lifelong living out of trying to compete, like unless you're dear yeah. or... And if you have to drop out of an event because a rogue eyelash stabs your eyeball and you can't continue, you probably... That would be just... Forego those sponsorship opportunities. It, it would or... be very annoying. And like the whole fake hair thing too, like having had multiple sets of hair yeah. extensions. Is it heavy? Yeah. So like you're also adding weight to your body weight movements. Yep. And, like, the ponytail flick, and then, like, that can flick into your eyeball. That's another thing. Like, when I've had hair extensions and had a longer ponytail, if you do anything where you flick your head forward, like, a couple of times I've got myself in the eyeballs with the hair, and it's like, ow! I can't remember which semifinal it was, but they're, um, she did not have, I I did not get the impression they were hair extensions, but there was an athlete who had really beautiful long blonde hair. Like, it was midway down her back, at least, um very thick and she had it just in this beautiful ponytail and there were muscle ups bar muscle ups and even the commentators like every time she did as she was getting fatigued she had to like you know whip herself forward even more to like get above the bar and every time that ponytail came over her head and smacked her in the face like you could see her kind of flinch every time and I just thought yeah like it makes sense to me that um yeah, like Kelsey Keel's a great example. She always kind of does all these fun bun configurations to like keep it close to her head and out of the way. And it does seem like it would it would cause some problems. But I also like I'm intrigued because, you know, like I was just watching the the Mac, the Middle Atlantic CrossFit Challenge. And I would say that maybe and this is why I'm not at the games, I'm not athletically gifted, that I don't have like the perfect athletic physique and beautiful thick long hair. But I would say at least 85% of the girls on that floor have the most thick, luscious, long, How do they all have such gorgeous hair? I beautiful know. hair. Agreed. And they all look really pretty even when they're like sweating. And they don't have like ugly workout face. Like I literally look like I'm possessed yeah. when I'm lifting. I remember that about CrossFit. Early days when I started it was just always being pretty amazed how beautiful so many of the women are that do CrossFit. Like it's... And every it's now and very again, appealing. Like, you get one that like, oh, okay, you're like not like a poster child sort of look. <laughs> but I'm like, is there some kind of filter that I'm not aware of where like, if you're not looking a certain way, you're probably not, you can know, go out the back right? door. Next. Well, <laughs> that is definitely something we, uh, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that now as well about going to the games. Because if there's anything I've learned over the pandemic with Zoom, having so many meetings on Zoom and sometimes only having interacted with people on a computer screen and then meeting them in person, almost everybody is shorter than I think they are. Like for whatever reason, Zoom, when you're just seeing someone's face, I don't know, I assume everyone is tall and then you meet them, everyone is not tall. So I'm kind of curious about how short I'm going to think like some of those athletes are when I finally meet them in person. Uh, Their size is interesting to me. Because like, some of the women are still quite tall, like a lot taller than I am. Yeah, there's some that I, I'm pretty sure that they will look as I imagined. Yeah. And then others where I'm just like, I have no clue when I see you, whether I'm going to be like, oh gosh, you're like twice the size I imagined, or you're actually really tiny. How the heck are you lifting that? <laughs> and I have to say, like, in terms of like the looks that we were talking about, it seems like the female crossfitters of in general seem to be far better looking than the dudes at the moment like there's not really when i think of eye candy for the guys there's a there's a couple like con porter's pretty clear i was just that's exactly i was like there are a couple maybe on team reykjavik that i'm like like, (laughs) 
I don't know whether I'm just it's because I'm looking at the girls more because I'm just like how is how is every single one of you got luscious yeah. long thick hair, and like Andrea Nisla's hair on CrossFit. Oh um, yeah, him. Her hair, yeah. I mean, like it's very impressive. How how do you have this hair? <laughs> it's so beautiful. Can I have some? Yeah, and it, it they all have really long hair. It is it is amazing. So I think that'll be interesting to see because we are we are going to be testing a lot of that. Like people we have exclusively known on YouTube and Instagram. And then I'm also intrigued to kind of look at, it's kind of like I was, uh, you know, saying, you know, people watching football, right. Making comments on like the, the athleticism you see on the field. And like a lot of them are eating hot dogs and drinking beer and horribly out of shape. Right. Not not, not football players themselves. Not at all. (laughs) And like, this is slightly different because this is a sport that most, I would imagine most everybody who is there watching do. Like, you know, most people who are going right? to the games are probably involved in a CrossFit gym Absolutely. to some extent. So, you know, like we've talked about how your Instagram feed, you know, you curate your Instagram feed so you get fed certain things. So like mm-hmm. the kind of body image that gets fed to me on the daily basis is ripped, yeah, like muscular, six pets, CrossFit, you know, uh, physique, yeah. the elite of the elite fitness. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like this thing in my head where I'm like, oh gosh, that's what I meant to look like. Even though, you know, I can talk myself off a ledge and be like, okay, right. come on. They're also 20 years younger than you. So back in your right. life. But, and on a daily basis at your normal CrossFit gym, you don't see that body type everywhere. Huh. It's everybody looks different. So and... I'm not only intrigued to see what the actual athletes look like in their sizes and all the rest of it, but like how... I feel about like how I look in terms of being like, you know, you know, if you drop into a CrossFit gym, you're always kind of eyeballing the people around oh, you. Like, sure. who, who can I beat? And who who could I beat based off of looks? Yep. And you always get that wrong, by the way. Oh yeah. It's always, always the person you're like, always. I got you, kicks your ass. Yeah. And I always love it when you look over at someone and go like, I I think I probably got you based on no real good reason at all. I know. And then they it's just... always based on nothing. Like... <laughs> they lift something astonishing or they yep. have insane gymnastic skills and you're like, oh, just shut up. But like, how am I going to feel about the spectators? Am I going right. to go to there and be like, oh, I feel like I look pretty fit and yeah. healthy and like, you know, like I might be good at this sport if they were to come into my gym and kind of eyeball me up and down. So it's going to be really intriguing to just... Well, and I mean, right, I mean, I remember one of our very early podcasts, um, we talked about how sometimes, you know, people look at you and think you should be able to do a muscle up. Like they expect you to do something because of the way that you look, right? Like we had that and I, you know, I always thought like I didn't look like a CrossFit athlete, you know, very much at all. Um, And so I'm intrigued as well, like to see maybe what we see in other spectators, but also like if people look, how people look at us, right? Like, I mean, I assume there's going to be lots of people there of all different shapes and sizes who all do CrossFit. So it should be the same experience as our day-to-day gym. But, um, but I have, I've been looking at that more closely watching the semifinals this year than I ever did before. Like I'm paying attention to the audience knowing I'm going to be sitting in those stands, which means I might be, on camera or like right like have you practiced what you're gonna do if you're showing up on camera no are we supposed to do that because like i love it how people react like some woman the other day realized that she was on what do you call that thing uh like the jumbotron yeah Yeah. she realized she was on it she gets something she starts twerking i'm like that's what you decided to do i will not be twerking that is not going to be my go-to oh people flick like but you're right like peace sign thingy but you're right we should probably have something if we might i don't know um, you want your your two, oh, or you just fifteen try seconds of fame on a CrossFit. You always want to like play like, cool and be like, yeah, cool. I'm gonna jump yeah. on thing, whatever. Cool. <laughs> but I love everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, it's me. <laughs> I feel like we should have a plan. We okay, okay, we'll think about that. We should have a plan, but hold up a before and after podcast sign. Uh yeah, actually, that's a t-shirt. We should patches. absolutely have some way of of advertising ourselves. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I am really excited to kind of go for that reason because I yeah like I watch the sports that I like to watch so I love watching hockey I do not play hockey so I'm always very impressed by how they skate and like the athleticism of it but I haven't actually played hockey myself since I was a very small child um I watch basketball I have never played team basketball um 
yeah, I mean, this is definitely going to be the first experience where I'm watching people do something that I do five days a week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm, the masters will be there, right? They, oh, everything's yeah. going on. Well, so that's, so that, and that's that, also why I'm excited we're going now. Like there were some years where teens and masters and adaptive divisions were not, um, highlighted like on the main stage kind of, but I think that's different now. So we'll see lots of different. I'm like, just in terms of like sort of the body image situation. Um, I think it would be really fascinating to like, obviously see the, the young mm-hmm. bucks, the elite of the elite. And then see the people who are our age, who obviously train yeah. themselves senseless and do everything right in terms of like all the lifestyle factors and nutrition stuff. Yeah. And just see what their physiques look like. Because yeah. that's, you know, I mean, no doubt they look incredible. But there's going to be a difference between a 24-year-old and a 44-year-old. Yeah. I mean, there just is. I'm very excited to like... I want to see Sam Briggs, right? Or like, if she makes it. Oh, I know. Well, Come on. <laughs> or if she doesn't qualify, maybe she'll. Can like, she come. still do the masters though? Because she elected to try and get to the games. Well, so she. Yeah, loses, I think it's next weekend. If she doesn't, if she doesn't qualify, yeah, because she's not, in strength and depth, which is next weekend. I'm not yeah. sure she can just go. Oh, jump uh, on the masters. She can still do the last chance qualifier for the masters. No, no, I think it would have to be still a last chance qualifier for individuals. So, like, if we um, see her, if she doesn't make it, yeah. we'll see Because I think that was, like, that happened to someone at a recent semifinal where, like, they elected to go team, even though they had qualified as a master's individual, but their team didn't qualify or something, so they couldn't continue on and try to do... Oh, gotcha. I don't think they were allowed to do the last chance qualifier for the age categories. But. I kind of wish she... I like, I get it, but I kind of wish she had gone Masters because then we'd so probably see sure her in action. There. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I know, I will be a little heartbroken if she doesn't qualify. Um, but maybe she'll just come anyway to hang out in the stands with the I mean, rest hopefully. of us normal people and then we can hang out with her and become friends. I mean, she's one of your country women. So um, we'll just be best friends yes. immediately. You need, yes, you need to wear British flags or something all over the place. <laughs> so like we would be sure that people know. Um, I will also find a way to rock some Canadian flags so that Pat Vellner will be able to find me. I want him to win. I do too. I really want him um, to win this year. I think if a Canadian amazing. could finally stand atop the podium the year that I go, I would I'd be pretty thrilled. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that was a really long intro to get around to uh, um, yeah. what we're thinking of talking about today. And this is we were sort of like not quite sure the direction we were gonna take today, but a couple of episodes ago we did like a navigating the training slump mm-hmm. and We've both, well, just there's there's been a lot of change. There's a lot of change happening. A lot of, changes are a lot happening. of different yeah. changes and a lot of different aspects of life and stuff. So we figured maybe dip our toes into a little bit of like change stuff or change related stuff and how to get around that and deal with it and and make the right choices and perhaps like this will be something that will lend itself to a follow up podcast. With a little bit more detail and depth. And so, like, changes in my life. I've changed gyms. Yep, that's a big change. Left behind something I've been a part of for four years and gone in a different direction. Well, not entirely different, but, you know, just new, fresh place, fresh faces. So that, you know, involves leaving friends behind and leaving a routine behind. Yeah, um, leaving just you like know, I've the trained, familiar. I've trained at the same time of day, the same day <laughs> of the week, in the same way for, you know, a, at least the last couple of years anyway. Um, and that's, you know, the last two weeks I've been, have, I'm starting coaching next week. For the last two weeks I've just been training and shadowing and stuff. So, like, the times that I've been training have been different. Yeah. And... Like, I haven't been putting in, like, the extra, like, gymnasty practice that I usually do, partly because of, like, the whole stupid arm thing and, like, Murph coming up, but also just figuring out, like, how that fits in, where that fits in, if it fits in anymore, especially given the whole, the pain that I have had recently, and, like, just questioning, you know, how far do I need to push myself regularly, and is this fun anymore? So that's a big change. And then... 
just trying to get a change in mindset towards like, you know, I've been, I've, I never eat like shit, <laughs> but I definitely go through phases where I'm a little bit more relaxed, definitely drink a little bit more and I enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. But, you know, we just mentioned about the CrossFit Games that's coming up, and we've spoken about this. Like, I also want to look – I want to feel good when I go there. I don't yeah. – you know, I know that I'm not going to look like Tia, which I did. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't grow abs that size. But it's also, you know, like that. <laughs> when you sort of look at these things and be like, okay, I want to, I want to feel good. I want to feel like I've taken good care of myself by the time we get to the Games, like two yeah. months' time. But there's also an element in there of, you know, I turned 42 mm-hmm. in June next month, which for some reason seems more alarming to me than turning 40. But I'm turning 42, and there's definitely part of me that's like, you know, this is kind of a decade where I'm going to experience a lot of change. And there's going to be certain things that I don't have full control of. And in by the time I hit 50, my body will look different. Mm-hmm. And I will probably have more body fat, no matter how much I train, no matter how many things I do right, just like hormonal shifts will dictate that I have to be willing to accept that things aren't quite as tight as they were. And maybe muscles that showed up once upon a time are just a little more, you know, coming up. And that's okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're gone. They're just like not on display all of the time. So kind of like, I've been thinking a lot about that and like... You know, the me of five years ago, with two months to go until wanting to wear the shorts to the CrossFit Games, where there's a lot of people mm-hmm. that look very good in small shorts, would have been like, all right, let's dial this in. We're going to like eat a set of numbers every single day, and we're going to train ourselves senseless, and I'm going to go to bed hungry, and I'm not going to eat at certain times. And and now I'm like, I, I just, I'm not there. I don't want to become that person again, because I feel like, that just like mentally that that's an ugly place to get into yeah yeah so like how do you approach just wanting to feel the best about yourself without trying to take it to the extreme mm-hmm. and sprinkling in a healthy dose of self-compassion and kindness and being like you know what i know that even on those days where you wake up and you feel like a troll <laughs> the <laughs> troll that someone has put a bike pump onto him inflated and you're just like what happened overnight i know that that's other people are not gonna see that yeah, you know maybe some days the not. bags under my eyes are bigger or i'm slightly more bloated than the day before but like the days where i'm looking at myself and going like oh what happened yeah that's 99 percent of that is just me being dramatic in my own head yeah and I mean, right, we're always, our perception is always so different than reality because our, right, I mean, the way you reference, I know I'm not going to look like Tia by the time I go to the games. Like, there are, you know, so many other women out there who would say, yeah, no matter how hard I try, like, I'm never going to look as good as Hannah does by that date, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. always, you're always somebody's version of what they want to be. Um, so there's right in both directions, there are people that are like what we used to be. There are people maybe we think we want to look like eventually or so if like, I always try to remind myself of that spectrum that like, there's always people doing better than me. There's always people whose dream is maybe to be where I'm already at. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's the way to like feel compassion. I feel like for myself, but also just for everyone else too, right? Like recognizing and honoring the fact that like, everyone's at a different place of their own journey and um because like I'm definitely yeah I'm I'm struggling with the same thing about like why do I why do I want to look a certain way because I'm going to this one particular place um but it's funny to me because actually my main concern is like having a decent enough tan like base tan (laughs) because you actually have a (laughs) decent tan I'm working on it I'm working on it because like I'm literally most worried about sunburns. I mean, I am worried about my thighs chafing and like what I'm going to wear, but like we're also going to be in the sun and I don't want to be that person that gets like the lobster burn and then like is so uncomfortable. And then you're going to be on the jumbotron. Exactly. Like, exactly. So there's a different level of that vanity for those, the pale skin folks around. Um, 
But this is really funny that we're going to a thing that we've both been excited about forever. And for some reason, despite all of like the logic and the rational thinking and all of the conversations and coaching and stuff that we've done throughout this podcast, there's still that piece of you that goes, but I don't look ready enough to go to this place. Yep. And like, I feel like that is... That is the irony, but at least we're naming it. We're like, yes. We Notice are, a name. And are, it's, it's so... We are naming it. <laughs> it's so funny to me that, like, I, I just... I'm on this roller coaster. And one day, I literally, I will wake up and I'll be like, for the love of God, am I really going to waste my summer, like, not allowing myself to have any fun, not going out for any meals... Not being able to enjoy a drink in my birthday month, and anybody who knows me knows that birthday month, month. The is whole very month. important. It starts in T minus Wednesday, forty hours or Wednesday. something, forty eight hours. <laughs> I'm insufferable <laughs> until July first. Um, and then like, and I'm like, this is silly. Just live your life, you know. Allow yourself to have some treats. You don't eat like an asshole. Like, just don't drink too much work out like you do and you're just fine shut up you're fine and then the next day i'll be like oh my god i can't even go out in public this is really bad like i'm gonna throw all of my little shorts away i thought about it the other day i was like i just i should never wear these i just i just quit on shorts and i was like put them back in the drawer and wait have to see how you feel tomorrow and then tomorrow came and i was like yeah, i'll keep them another day yeah and yep. i feel like this is you know this this whole behavior is exaggerated because of an event where there's a lot of people, you know, like the people I look up to are there. Yeah. But I think it's like just sort of telling of this kind of next decade of my life. And some of that's because I work with so many like middle-aged women right now who are going through that kind of crisis of like, who am I? Like, who is this? You know, when you start doing your, basically your teenage years in reverse, Yep. You know, like teenage years were brutal. Trying to figure out who you are, what you want. You know, um, what, where you fit. And I like this next decade, and I know I'm overthinking it drastically, is suddenly like this. And I think this is a thing, you know, like whenever you get near another birthday and you're like, ah, oh gosh, <laughs> what's happening? I'm running out of time. What, ah. Um, and, you know, I'm going to wake up on June 29th and I will be 42 and not a, a damn thing will be different from the day before. Yep. That is also true. <laughs> well, um, so yeah, like, and I mean, it, it's kind of funny that we both in the same place, even though we know that it's kind of silly. Yeah. But you, I think, are taking it more serious than me. Than me. Because the- you got like a, another macro counting app that's highly aggressive oh oh yeah well that's I'm testing that? that not no it's like too aggressive um yeah no it's it's even more of a dictator than my my ring and like my other um uh, no i'm trying to be pretty reasonable now like i wanted to like yeah i mean i'm still tell everyone who's listening like i feel like i'm still very much in a training slump i am still um not sure how I feel about like tracking macros again, but I do know that, um, you know, I think I mentioned this the last time we talked about this was I, I have at least kind of confirmed that I still have some gymnastics goals that I want to reach, like some things I want to be able to do and my body composition, like my strength to weight ratio is very important or one important element of reaching those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm still sorting out what that looks like because I did. I kind of went back to macro tracking using this app that is, um, yeah, I mean, aggressive is the right word, right? Like, it tells you exactly when to eat and how many macros you're supposed to eat at that meal. And it, like, reminds you. Um, so, it, like, I, I swear I disable notifications and it, like, circumvents your disabling of them. And it's like, did you eat your 7.30 a.m. meal? I'm like, no, I didn't. And I'm going to eat it later. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> that's kind of like bargaining chip you could trade off right i know it's almost and... like uh but but i mean i get like maybe that that does i'm sure that does actually work for some people um but i think because i've had such a now like a long macro journey myself like it's it's not feeling exactly right but it is at least sort of bringing back some awareness to me because i'm like okay like i should 
not be drinking as much as I when I get into like fun summer mode of like let's just go down to the pool and I'll have like a six pack of hard kombucha which I know you hate (laughs) that Um, sounds like torture to me like some of those ciders and kombuchas are like they're they are lower in calories and lower in carbs than other alcohols but it's still just like I'm in like summer mode so I know I need to be reminded of uh, I mean is that the big difference that you notice when you're drinking after having a tracking break and then you go back to it it's absolutely like that's actually the one of the biggest revelations that come out of have come out of me taking that break from macro tracking is like what macro tracking allows me to do is like remember to eat protein, which I'm pretty good at without tracking now, but it's the alcohol. Tracking forced me to allocate alcohol as either a carb or a fat, which like just just by even if you do that badly or like mess up the numbers. It still just makes you aware, hey, these are empty calories that you're putting into your body and you need to categorize them. Like it like puts the responsibility on you because alcohol is not technically a macro. Um, so, so yeah, so it's like awareness. And ultimately that was the value that I saw in the sleep trackers and everything is just the awareness it brings. So I'm trying to find that healthy balance of keeping myself aware, but not letting it become like, the dictator of my life. <laughs> I saw um, the app, the aggressive app. Ugh. I was like, I could see how that works if you're training like full time and, yeah. and you know, you're almost like eating like not extra. Yeah. You're having to eat, yeah. making sure you eat enough. Yes. But for like the average person. No, it's far too specific. Cause I, I also don't, you know, it, it, it is based on the assumption that, um, nutrient timing makes a huge difference, which, you know, I've learned really from you and all of your, you know, certification expertise, all that kind of stuff that like, you know, whether or not I eat my carbs within 30 minutes of working out or two hours, you know, like that is not what's going to be the make or break for like my goals. No. Um, I'm for, not, for most I'm normal not people. professional athlete. Like that is not the, the biggest thing. So I mean, in my head I am obviously. naturally yes yes in my head I'm so yeah so I mean I don't know I'm kind of in the middle of all that I I think the main thing for me that I would like to do between now and the CrossFit Games like is like you said it's kind of about even though there's some vanity in there there's some I want to look a certain way um for me it's also I like what you said earlier but like it's more I just want to feel good when I'm there like I want to feel like I've I'm taking care of myself because one of the reasons we look up to these athletes is like we understand the work that they put in mm-hmm. and like they're able to do all those amazing things because they are putting in the work and they are taking care of themselves so like I just want to feel good about that and so I feel like as I'm navigating changes that are happening because um, I'm also like dealing with like some work changes that always seem to happen around every summer <laughs> um I just want to get a good routine, like a routine where I feel like I'm taking care of myself and getting out of the training slump is more important to me, I think, than like the food at this point. Uh, So I think a lot of this, like going back to, I don't remember the episode, but when we did the destination and postcard episode, yeah, like that is such a useful exercise whenever you find yourself in, and I'm going to do it myself this week, in a period of like, oh, why am I feeling this way? Like, what am I really aiming for here? Or like... If you suddenly like wake up and be like, all right, I need to start macro counting and I, I need to go to the gym six days a week when perhaps you've only been going one one day a week mm-hmm, or whatever, mm-hmm. or I need to lose X number of pounds. It's really helpful to just be like, hang on a minute. Let's just really, really think about what it is that I actually want. Like, what is yeah. it that lights my soul on fire? What yeah. is it, you know, in terms of training, like what is it that I really love? Because, you know... For example, I, I mentioned I left the gym um, and changed gyms. And, you know, that was to light my fire again and make my soul sing doing the stuff that I know that I love mm-hmm. to do. And and check, that was the right move. I did not and would never have asked anybody that, or told anybody that they should follow me. Like, yeah. It's like, you got anybody who is interested, come check it out by all means, but... 
you know, it, it's on you to think about what you really, really want. What, what makes your soul sing? And the same with the kind of like thinking, oh my gosh, by the CrossFit Games, I want to look a certain way. Like mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I want to make sure that the muscles are showing or whatever. <laughs> or, you know, if, if I weigh 135 pounds rather than 140 pounds, then I'm going to look better. And it's like, but is that actually going to make me happy? Like, is that truly, truly going to make me happy? And when, you know, I start to think about like, what do I, what, what do I really want? And it's to just like feel good about myself. Yeah. And when, what, okay, cool. What makes me feel good about myself? Well, training in a way that makes me smile, that makes me like feel like I'm enjoying myself and not like beating myself up or training as any kind of punishment or training in order to try and lose weight or something like that. Right. Just training because I freaking love what I'm fun. doing. Yeah. And I'm surrounded by people that challenge me. And, and then putting good fuel into my body, but also knowing that I want to enjoy the summer. Like if somebody, if you call me up and like, Hey, do you want to come over for a glass of wine? And it happens to be a Wednesday. I don't want to be like, Oh, sorry. No, I can't do that no. because I don't drink during the week. Cause these are my rules. Right. right? We went over We're our rules. Multiple yep. podcasts here, destination postcard yep. rules and permissions. This, um, it's like once, cause once you create that destination postcard and for, you know, nine times out of 10 for people who are like, I want to lose weight because blah, blah, blah. Actually, it transpires that you want to just feel good. Right. It's not, and it's not about feeling good yeah. is not necessarily like, I'm going to go on a crash diet and eat cucumber mm-hmm. and chicken mm-hmm. breasts. You know, it's like maybe it's just making a couple of subtle changes. And because you made those subtle changes, then it's like a knock on positive effect, right? So yeah. you start to care about yourself a little bit more. So you just don't want to eat crap or you're quite happy to have one glass of wine rather than the entire bottle because. You actually don't want to wake up feeling terrible the next day. And perhaps you change up your training and you go to a place that lights your soul on fire. So rather than having to say, I will train six days a week, you go from training two days a week to three days a week because it's fun. And then you kind of settle into that and that becomes four without you thinking about it or forcing it on yourself. Mm -hmm. You just kind of set up this environment to be like, to, to help you achieve success without it becoming some kind of like, Thou shalt lose 10 pounds by July 30th. Yep. You know, okay, that made me, this made me think of something. I'm going to it kind of commit to myself, I guess, because I'm thinking about like what actually would make me feel really cool about um, something when I get to the games is like, I want to, I want to learn how to climb a rope again. Um, Cause I feel like I don't, I actually have no idea, but I've, heard that yes in the sort of festival village area like when you're at the CrossFit Games there's always like areas where you can work out and you can Mm -hmm. sometimes you know athletes like that you know are going to like lead little mini workouts and little workshops and stuff like that and I want to be able to take part in that but I also like the last time I was at a Spartan race I like couldn't remember the technique of like climbing the rope Um, and I remember thinking like oh I should really learn that skill again it was fun and so I'm like that would be fun. I bet there's ropes dangling all over the CrossFit festival space. Like, I'm sure there's going to be a rope. rope. She's just climbing a rope again. Like, I want to climb a rope in Madison. That's what I'm going to, like, say. It's something that I think would be cool, and I'd feel great if I could do that when I got to Madison. Um, The other thing while you were talking that I did not want to let pass is, why are you doing the destination postcard exercise by yourself when you made me do it on a podcast? I think you should do it for our audience. <laughs> well, in that case, you have to like. I'll tell you what. Here's, you here's can the give deal. me the questions, and I can read them to you. Just like listen you did back. To me. <laughs> listen back to that episode, and then in our next episode, you can destination postcard me. Okay. All right. Done. Because it's not really like a set list of questions. It's kind of just you have like to a like flow. intuitively know where that person. So going. you know. Okay. Study it. Okay. All and, right. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like you should flex your coaching muscles on me in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's just more, I think it'd be really interesting for our listeners to hear you go through it, right? Because like mine was like, even I would like to go back and listen to that because I'm thinking about me and my training slump right now and the answers I gave you, like, right? I mean, the destination we were working towards that I was envisioning was very much related to like my mountaineering goals and like hiking and stuff. And now... I'd be curious to hear 
if that still resonates with me now that like this year has had some big setbacks with like trips getting canceled and stuff like that. So, um, okay, I will go, I'll re-listen. I'll like see how I feel about running you through it and then we'll. So the other exercise that's really, and actually this is a good one that we could play with right now. Like when you're contemplating change mm-hmm. is the five whys. Is that the, like you ask yourself and why I think at least I, five times? Yeah, I think this actually might have originated in like Toyota or something like that. And they were trying to get like really clear about like what their message oh, was. Yeah, it's like a corporate and strategy too. So the theory theory goes, and it's not necessarily like, you know, if I was to like be like, okay, you know, what are you thinking about changing? And you go, uh, my, training. my training. Yeah. You don't just sit there and go like, why? Why? <laughs> What? Like, there's a little bit right. more. So that, that's like the four-year-old's approach <laughs> to life. I mean, you could. <laughs> why? It's, it's very because direct. I said so. But why? <laughs> but it shouldn't come across as like feeling like you're under attack. Right. Okay. Yes. I'm yes. not like throwing darts. You're like, why? <laughs> Answer me. But this, it, the theory goes that by the time you've got to your fifth like iteration of why, you've become like abundantly clear you're at some core knowledge yeah and you know we've talked about like identity and values in the past this is another exercise that also helps you get closer to Mm -hmm. that too and i think before anybody ever makes any change or like i said if you suddenly wake up and go i need to lose 20 pounds in three weeks then before you just embark on something without thinking about it because most of the time that's not going to work because it's it's something that you think you should do and it just doesn't line up with what you really want to do. And that's yeah. the fails. And we've also talked about that in terms of like New Year's resolutions, why they mostly right. fail. You need because it's just like, I like... should say this because this is what we do on New yeah. Year's Day. And then everyone goes, buys a gym membership. And My app just fails. told me it's time to eat, by the way. Eat! <laughs> why <laughs> <I will> not? <laughs> oh, you're going to defy your app. What happens if you defy it, by the way? Oh, it just, it, it, it it's kind of like when you don't check your emails and the, the little number builds up until like you have 12,000 read emails so I will have like multiple meals that I haven't checked in properly does It'll it just start I feel like it's going to start sending you like electric shocks yeah. through yeah. your phone or like aggressively vibrate your phone just to be like <laughs> listen to me <laughs> no damn it um so yeah like getting in touch with like your your like real true identity and values and creating like the destination postcard is and, and doing the five wise is really really helpful when it comes to like contemplating a change or mm-hmm. at least like coming out with like a rational thing like you might start off with like i'm gonna lose 20 pounds before the crossfit games because then i'm gonna then i'm gonna wear my shorts and that'd be great yeah. and i'd be very skinny That's and actually by going through like these these things you might realize that you like you said, like, well, I could, but then I couldn't lift shit. Right. And if we actually joined in on any of these workouts that are led by, like, famous CrossFit cool. athletes, we'd feel like idiots because we'd all be like, we ate lettuce for three weeks. <laughs> you know, there's always the trade-offs. And just getting, like, very clear about, like, what do you want and why you want it. And a lot of the times what comes out is not really what you started with. It might be sort of something vaguely connected, but actually like being 20 pounds lighter and, you know, having trained seven days a week mercilessly, mm-hmm. you get to the CrossFit Games and you're broken and hungry and look like shit. Yes, yes. Nobody wants that. And then you would have been like, <laughs> wait, what? And then you missed the whole of summer and my birthday month and then boo. So, that's true. That's true. I, mean, that's I, I have to participate in birthday month as well. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just going to watch you drink all through June. <laughs> but I think, you know, for, for me, for like the changes that I've been thinking about is, you know, what can I control and what yeah. can I not control? So I made changes to my gym because there was elements that were like outside of my control that were becoming like a source of like frustration to me. And I was realizing that I was walking through a door and I was, you know, that's a gym to me is my happy place. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I work there and it's a side hustle. Um, but it's exactly that. Like it is my side hustle right now at this point in my life. Um, I would love to be able to do it full time. But it should be somewhere that that puts a smile on my face. Yeah. And absolutely. if the things that 
take the smile away outweigh the things that put the smile on my face, you know, if that balance is out of whack, then okay, I'm not bound to show up at a certain gym for the rest of my life. You know, I'm not yeah. contractually obliged or like no one's going to holding a gun to my head saying you got to go to place X forevermore. Yeah. And it, I think it's all too easy that when you get into, you know, whenever we're contemplating change or things, you know, whether we it's a body image thing or where we go to work out or the place that we go to to work at and we start to feel sort of like awkward about it, you get the sense of panic. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a desire to rush and make something, do something urgent without really being abundantly clear about, like, what is the next step that's going to be right? So I don't just, like, run out of the frying pan and into the fire. And I know that, like, I've, I've made the right choices in terms of the change to do with, like, my training and my gym and my fitness. Yeah. Um, and it's not always going to be unicorn and rainbows. I knew. Yeah, of course not. Nothing but ever is, but... There's... I know that, like, the, the balance is going to be the right balance for, like, more unicorns and rainbows than, like, rainy days kind of thing. Right, right. As it should be. The um, balance. And the then balance. in terms of like preparing myself for, you know, the first steps, like feeling great for the CrossFit Games, like three weeks ago, I was like, all right, Operation Get Your Shit Together. <laughs> I don't even know what I meant. <laughs> that it is just, true. You named it. It, like, it just get your shit felt good to write it down and put it in my calendar. <laughs> it's your shit together. You know, it's G-Y-S-T. Like, when you make it, when you write, I'm a list person, when you write a list. Oh, yeah. And even it if you haven't real. actually done anything on the list. Just writing the list is like, I'm winning. Feeling really good about this. Yeah. Oh, I have so many lists. I Yeah, I do. I'm a big list maker. But like the, you know, just actually thinking about it over the last week a lot. And I'm just like, actually, do I really want to drive myself crazy about like how my butt looks? Like, No. I don't even have to look at it. I mean, like, I want to go and I want to feel good, right? I want to feel like I've had great training, so I feel fit yeah. and healthy. I want to feel like I ate good food and I slept well and that my skin is decent. And I like the tan thing. Yeah, I'm working on the tan. Yeah, I mean, that just always makes me feel a little better. But I like that. That's, that's a good takeaway. So the so takeaway uh, that I'm hearing from you is that you don't have to look at your own butt. I don't. <laughs> You might, but So we should stop worrying about what our butts look like so much. Like, um. shit that I can't see. I mean, I could just, like, apply that by never looking in a mirror again. Then I don't have to worry about the face. But also the sake of going out of public and not scaring people, I probably should look in the mirror before I leave the hotel room in the That's morning. what I always like about backpacking trips. So I, I occasionally will take, like, a, a small mirror with me in my little backpacking dop kit kind of thing. Um, but there have been a number of occasions where I've just forgotten it. And it is so interesting when you, like, spend five days without a mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And then you return to the mirror and, like, you're like, oh, oh, there's, like, dirt on my face. I didn't know it for three days. <laughs> like, but it's, it is, like, when I was in sailing, you know, the longest trip I ever did was 32 days. And so I didn't see myself for 32 days. There were and, no you know, mirrors on the boat at all? Oh, there was a couple. Um, but I just didn't really... I had other things right, to worry you're just about. Not really than focused like, on that too. Oh, I'm gonna go check myself out today yeah. in the middle of a Pacific storm. Oh, yeah. not bad. You're not putting mascara um, on every no, morning. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I would. I would maybe look in one like after the race was done, and we'd just before we got to the you're dock because like, there would be interviews and media and stuff. And you know, the first couple of days of the race, I'd be like, "Oh gosh, I remember how I looked," and then you just stop caring because it doesn't matter no one else around you gives a crap right no one on the boat's being like and then it's so funny how really like letting yourself go <laughs> 31 days later you cross the finish line suddenly like this switch comes back. Like, uh oh yeah. and then something that you just didn't care about you suddenly look at yourself you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> how can i possibly go into society looking like this that's just silly we're so silly we are so silly humans are so oh. silly I really don't want to spend the next, like, working with a lot of, like, menopausal women. I think I'm just, like, I, I just, I wish I had the magic formula for self-acceptance. And that doesn't mean just go, fuck it, I'm going to get fat, so why right. the hell bother? It means yeah. put yourself in the best possible place, like, make your lifestyle choices great. Yeah. But find some freaking balance and just 
be kind to yourself. Yeah. And maybe I should follow some people that are actually my age on Instagram. <laughs> that I'm sure also helps. I mean, we've talked about how, you know, curating an Instagram feed can definitely change like our biases and our perceptions. So I would think that would help. Like, so that this, that's you know, true. I, how many masters athletes do I follow? Probably not nearly as many as the ones in their twenties. And I probably should follow some like regular, you know, some CrossFitters or, you know, all people are into various sports. Like I just referenced CrossFit because it's somebody doing the same stuff as I'm doing, but other people who are my age, who are not necessarily like the elite at my age. Yeah. Who are just like hard workers who show up five, six times a week and, but balance it with like a, a regular life, you know, like decent nutrition, quality sleep, lots of water, doing most of the right things, but not being like obsessive over it. I need to follow more people like that. Make recommendations to people. Help me out. Here. Right. I was going to say, yeah. If, who, who are these people? Let's, let's find the people that fit all that. And... Because somebody did say like, I, I, and it may have been DJ who we referenced earlier. We were talking about something and I was like, wow, if I looked like that, then I would wear that all the time. And mm-hmm. she countered with, if I looked like you, I'd wear no, exactly. stuff she, like that all absolutely. the time. And I was like, yeah, what? You're, you're always oh. that person to someone else. Like, it's so true. Yeah. Well. So how are you feeling about change anyway? And the CrossFit I mean, Games? And- I, you know, it's weird. It's like part of me, um, I think because so many things are changing right now, part of me is putting a little, like, almost like pressure on going to the CrossFit Games as like something that might like help right I know it's going to be motivating in so many ways and like I almost wish it were like next week right like I wish it were coming closer to like maybe navigating some of these changes right like while I'm in a training slump because like oh I bet it's super inspirational um so it's even though I wish that I'm kind of like well no that's good I'm gonna I have two more months to sort of sit in the discomfort of like figuring this out without that maybe like external magical inspiration that I'm putting on this event. <laughs> um, I actually think it's better yeah. because, you know, it's really easy. It's like I used to always love watching Wimbledon when I was a kid because like where oh, my yeah. aunt lives, you could almost like hear Wimbledon oh, going okay. on. okay. Yeah. Um, and, you know, went around her, where she lives like that time, you'd see like the cars with the tennis players in and stuff. So I'd be like, all pumped, like, yeah, tennis, it's my future. I'm going to love it. I want all the stuff <laughs> and I want the tennis racket and the outfit and tennis lessons. And then sure enough, like the magic of the moment dies off. And then I'm like, yeah, not really that bothered by tennis. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's actually a good thing that, you know, when you're contemplating stuff, like, what do I want to do? Do I want to mm-hmm. train like I was training for trails, do I want to get like 100% crossfit that you actually have a good block of time to like do all these exercises that we've done before and like yeah. really think about like this, you know, what do I really want so that if you arrive at actually, yes, mm-hmm. like CrossFit is in my heart and soul and that's what I want to do five days a week, that you've done so like on your own terms and right. not because you're just like, all like oh my god i went to the games <laughs> okay this. that's that's a good reframe actually that is a good reframe of like yeah not putting too much on that because i do feel like you know you saying you make lists made me think like one of the strategies around making lists is um you know there's like a domino effect to like checking things off a list right mm-hmm. so once you start checking them off you you check off more and more like it's intrinsically motivating to keep going which is why you know when you do uh when you're just trying to get your life in order or whatever, get your shit together kind of time, you know, they recommend like putting make your bed and brush your teeth on your list Mm -hmm. because you probably do those things anyway. And so you give yourself a couple easy wins. Um, So I also have been sort of thinking about that. When we talked about the training slump, I was like, I was committing to like trying to remind myself to find the love of the process again, like rather than the destination. Um, and I feel like I want to add to that now. Like, I think I need to make make some changes, make some decisions, even if they're small, like mm-hmm. right now, right? Because that will be like, move you, at least gets you moving in a direction. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes from a, a novel I read a couple of years ago, but it always comes back to me is like, nothing is every, nothing is ever everything. 
like we put so when we go through change and we're putting so much on like particular decisions we need to make or um you know like we can get stuck with like I can never make a different decision like once I make it I'm done right and that's just never true like nothing is ever everything um so you know I feel like I want to make some make some small changes and then see what big changes what the big changes look like once I've made a couple small changes or something like that Um, try before you buy try before you buy right like I'm not sure what that looks like in the immediate like right now because there's nothing worse Um, than like making a change that is purely reactionary or based on emotions or just like god damn it that pissed me off I'm turning left at the traffic lights and it's gonna just be great because I changed everything and then you turn left and you're like ah crap yeah actually there were some things about before that were kind of good and I'm now don't have them and Hmm. And it might still ultimately be the right decision, but like you can avoid struggling through the the doubt and the worry about regret if you like, you know, just don't don't make it everything when it really just needs to be one thing first. Well, it's like rule number one in behavioral change, like chunk it down yep. until you arrived at something which is so simple, mm-hmm. it's almost like this is way too easy. Yep. It's like, well, okay, well, let's just start there. And see how it feels. And if we're successful and we like it and it feels like we're moving in the right direction, then we can add a little bit to it. Yep. Intriguing. To be continued. To be continued. All right. Yeah. We got homework. We didn't really have a plan going into this one. So I hope that when it plays out, it actually makes sense and we say something useful. Um, But yeah, there it is. Episode 37, bit of CrossFit Games, bit of change theory. Um, And I'm sure this conversation will come up multiple times. Um. And I will be very fascinated, once not wishing the summer away, of course, but once we actually get to the games, experience the games, and come back to kind of revisit all of these thoughts and feelings we had around image and fitness and whether Rachel has signed herself up to be a master's athlete extraordinaire. Right, Or right. whether she's decided that actually... You know, do Pilates. I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I don't see that happening either, but I can try. You never know. You never know, though. You never know. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back soon. And uh, as always, spread the word, share it around. Um, give us a like. See you next time.